What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of the Take Three Podcast. My name is Brandon, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Alex. We're uh, a little late, 4.30. Uh, Thursday night football kicks off in a, a couple hours, so usually uh, later than usual, but hey, it's better late than uh, never. Obviously, tonight we get Big Bend on four days going into a Minnesota to face Kirk Cousins. It feels like two teams that are like they're super they're super trolly teams, right? Like you watch Minnesota lose last week to the Lions, but then they don't like to let their fans off the hook, so they'll troll in and then you get the Steelers as well as we always been saying uh this entire year Mike Tomlin knows how to squeak out uh nine ten win seasons just above 500 to keep himself around and kind of uh keep the thing going we also get Dallas and Washington which is suddenly an interesting game in the noon slate on a Sunday Washington surging I believe it's four in a row right now obviously Dallas um they're looking to kind of get things back on the groove they're eight and four they're still obviously in a division lead uh, looking to go on the road get a big division win then we get uh the vegas kansas city rematch uh the chiefs maybe get their offense going uh consistently they did the last time they played the raiders maybe look to put the raiders out of their misery uh, at six and six then obviously we get baltimore and cleveland that'll probably be a smash your heads into the wall type of game uh 17 14 i would not expect a lot of points uh, there, obviously, Baltimore's offensive struggles and then Cleveland with Baker Mayfield. Uh, they're just they're a, a story in their own. And then in the late window, we obviously get uh, Cincinnati got their ass kicked at home last week. Uh, they get a shot to right the wrongs facing uh, an NFC wildcard hopeful team. The uh, six and six San Francisco 49ers also coming off a bad loss in Seattle and then straight down the uh, pipe. The last three games of the day, obviously, or the last three games of the week, I should say, we get the Buccaneers, Tom Brady facing uh, Josh Allen and the sputtering Bills. Should be interesting to watch. We'll get into that one. Uh, Green Bay, obviously, facing Justin Fields and the Bears. 12 and a half, a lot of points. Hey, we'll see. Aaron Rodgers is usually pretty good when he doesn't practice. I heard he hasn't practiced all week. So, I mean, we're rolling with that. And then, obviously, we close off the week. But probably the rematch that a lot of people are looking forward to see, especially now that uh, the Rams have all those new additions and Arizona sitting 10 and 2. So, I mean, that was a mouthful. How are we feeling on uh, Thursday, just a couple hours before uh, Thursday night football and getting into week 14? It's crazy to say week 14. It feels like uh, the season is just flying by. Yeah, already week 14, right? It happened super fast. But I'm very excited for this weekend. This There's a lot of good matchups, a lot of divisional games. Uh, a lot. We're going to get much clearer seating in a playoff picture after after this weekend for sure because like Atlanta and Carolina what the losers probably eliminated from that and there's just a lot of close matchups Buffalo can't really afford to lose they're going to Tampa Bay that'll be a hell of a game Dallas and Washington Dallas needs to win to keep control of that division push Washington back down so there's a lot of interesting matchups this week I'm pretty excited looking at the spreads I feel good about my picks but I definitely could see a lot of them going the opposite way which always makes for like a fun interesting weekend yeah it's a uh, it's super weird week on the spreads when I was going through we'll get into that kind of as we wrap this thing up as we talk talk about these uh these games in general but uh yeah super weird week i mean let's jump straight into it obviously tonight we got the pittsburgh steelers or known as the schittsburgh steelers going on the road to face Kirk cousins and the minnesota vikings uh the vikings are three point favorites i think it climbed up to three and a half to be honest as we uh, pressed the record button um it's two teams as i mentioned right off the get-go they're kind of just hanging around right pittsburgh beats baltimore last week kind of keeps them in a little bit of wild card, maybe even a little bit of division if they can get some luck. And then uh, obviously Minnesota five and seven, it's hilarious to say that, but they're right in that uh, NFC wild card picture right in there for that last spot is uh, that last, the last two spots are pretty uh, dreadful. When you look at the standings, um, obviously we know Kirk Cousins, man, that guy likes to lose primetime games, eight and 17 in his career, one and four on Thursday night. 
Uh, interesting enough, the Vikings as well, they uh, 11 of their 12 games this season have been decided by one possession. Uh, they haven't lost a game by multiple scores. So they keep it close. They honestly like to tug at their fan base's hearts, um, probably tug at mine tonight as I pick them. But um, And the Steelers on the other side, they're 6-1-1 one, and one in one possession games. So the Steelers win one possession games, and uh, the Vikings like to put themselves in that scenario. So, I mean, looking at this, uh, what do you like here? I know Adam Thielen's out. I think I heard Dalvin Cook's going to suit up, though, 10 days uh, after a left shoulder dislocation. It's one of those things with Dalvin Cook. It's like when people sit him, he'll go for 200 yards. If you start him, he'll have three carries, five yards, and a fumble. So uh, what are we looking at at a Thursday night football? Yeah, believe it or not, I actually like the Pittsburgh Steelers in a football game. Uh, the one time I picked them earlier in the year was that Monday night game against the Bears, and they let the Bears cover in the end and come back. And obviously that was a controversial ending. We're not going to talk about that. But I actually like the Steelers today. I think they actually win on the road today and get it done. Minnesota is 0-6 in their last home games as favorites. So I think hopefully that trend continues. It's just like two beat-up teams, right? Two teams that, like – on paper have all the talent in the world, but don't always perform that way. So it's like, <laughs> I think Pittsburgh is going to come in here and just do enough just to like get it done, win by like a field goal or something. I think it'll be a close game. I would probably bet the under on this game. If I was doing over or under, I don't expect a ton of points scored. Um, maybe they get Dalvin Cook back. They're not sure if Christian Darasol, their starting left tackle is going to play. And I don't think Adam Thielen will. So like <laughs> there's just injuries questions on both sides as well and it's just I'm not super excited for this game it's just one of those games where I think it's going to be close and competitive and I think we might see a backdoor cover or something to that degree but I'm leaning towards Pittsburgh they got a good win last week I got more faith in them right now than Minnesota they blew that game against Detroit Detroit got their first win of the season I just have a hard time picking Minnesota right now they're so on and off and at least I know Tom or uh, Mike Tomlin gets his team ready to play. I expect a little more consistency on the Steelers side, believe it or not. So I'm just simply leaning towards the Steelers in a game that I feel will be like a coin flip. Yeah, uh, I could respect it. I mean, it's both. Yeah, both teams are. It, this is a super tough one for me. It's both teams are they're eerily similar, both quarterbacks, although the age is a little bit different. They're eerily similar, right? They'll be hot and cold one week. They'll be good. Big Ben's kind of been good when uh, Mike Tomlin and the uh, Steelers have kind of let him do his thing, obviously pulling out the game last week. Um, and then Kirk Cousins, he's kind of been good, but then he finds ways in prime time to just shit the bed. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't really know where to go. I just went Vikings just cause they're hot and cold. And I just like, um, uh, I guess the hungry dog runs faster. I feel like they're not going to go away. I feel like they want to piss their fan base off, get up to six and seven, uh, keep them right in the playoff hump, but then keep them just far enough away from a top pick in the draft. So it's like, uh, just to get pissed enough at Zimmer and cousins, the Zimmer's probably getting fired, uh, anyway, <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's what it looks like. I mean, I don't. Both uh, the, I mean, the Vikings defense—they let up a hell of a lot of yards, 400 plus yard or 400 plus total yards in four games since Week Eight. That's the most in the uh, NFL in that span. And then the Steelers defense, although the pass rush is good, uh, they're they're uh, letting up more total yards than last year, less takeaways than last year. So I mean, the pass rush, obviously, yeah. If you unleash T.J. Watt, get him after Kirk Cousins, it could be a good day. But um, I mean, I could see points being scored. To be honest, I don't think either. Uh, I definitely not the Vikings defense. Vikings defense. Ain't it? And I just think Justin Jefferson, hard cover. 
that man's going to eat. And then obviously Dalvin Cook and Madison, I think they can get it going. So uh, I think it could be better than Thursday night games we've seen in the past. But I mean, I'm still, I picked the Vikings and I still don't feel good about it. And I don't know if I would have picked the Steelers, I probably wouldn't have felt good about it either. It's uh, one of those games. It's another Thursday night, uh, weird coin flip. What Steelers team is going to come out and uh, what Vikings team are we going to see? The one, the one thing about this game is that like the wild card spots are so like close right now that both teams really can't afford a loss right now. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, every both, uh, yeah, everything is on the uh, table right here, especially the AFC uh, picture. You gotta, you gotta kind of get a couple more dubs than you do on the NFC side. So, um, the Steelers certainly, obviously, Mike Tomlin, we mentioned, likes to uh, squeak out good seasons. So. We'll see where it goes. I don't know. Uh, I sit here at this point, and I probably still won't know. And even after the game happens, I'll probably will probably be sitting here saying, "What the hell happened?" But uh, yeah, I mean that's Steelers Vikings football in 2021, right? But um, shit, let's keep it rolling. We got the uh, obviously two teams we mentioned once again right off the rip. We got the uh, 40. Both teams coming off of pretty awful uh, losses when you look at it. The 49ers went into Seattle. That felt like looking back at it now, the ultimate like trap game spread wise. When I now rethink that entire uh, entire thing, super weird. But yeah, the 49ers they obviously lost in Seattle, 30 to 23, I believe it was. They failed at the goal line at the end. Um, and then you got the Bengals. They just got the shit kicked out of them. Well, they sort of did. They got the shit kicked out of them early. Came back got in it and then just said no we're done like uh let's let the uh, chargers take over sloppy football turnovers from the uh, Bengals. that's kind of what we've came to expect out of the Bengals. uh they just find ways each week to uh, continue to turn the football over but i mean this week uh, i got faith in them it's kind of that are they going to look that bad two weeks in a row i don't think so uh sam friend they rely so heavy on the running game i believe the only healthy running back on the roster right now is michael hasty um that's not good news so um, when I look at this one, I don't know. I just I like the uh, Bengals to get things back on track. I like Joe Burrow to uh, clean it up a little bit, have a decent day. Obviously, heavy uh, gets gets more Joe Mixon going. Let's get Joe Mixon going. I'm kind of thinking Jamar Chase is going to have a breakout. I think he's been kind of in a slump uh, through weeks eight through 13, 40 yards a game. Uh, two touchdowns, one reception of 20 plus yards through weeks one through seven. He had 13 catches of 20 plus yards. So he's kind of uh, sputtered off from the hot start. I expect him. I think he's going to get back on track. I mean, he's going up against the Josh Normans of the world, right? Um, it should be, he should be able to eat Josh Norman. He's allowing 125.7 passer rating when he's targeted uh, this year. And that's the third highest among corners with 200 plus snaps. So I just think Joe Burrow and the Bengals, Zach Taylor and his guys, they got a lot to play for. Both sides have a lot to play for, but I expect I'm just going with the home team. And they're a dog, right? They're like a two-point dog, one-and-a-half-point dog. It might be now. So I like the Bengals to steer the ship back on track. Let's go. Uh, let's go, Joe. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you. I'm a little surprised the Bengals are two-point dogs at home. I kind of thought that the spread would be reversed, that the Bengals would be like two-point favorites just because they're at home, which just makes me like the Bengals so much more. You get them with points at home. It's just kind of hard to pick the Niners in this scenario because, like you said, the backfield's back uh, beat up. You're rolling out with Jermichael Hasty, And then on top of that, the Bengals have allowed, I think, the fourth least rushing yards. In the, in the league, it's only Washington, Tampa Bay, and Baltimore have been better so far, at least yards allowed. So it's like the strength of the Bengals' defense is stopping the run. So then you're really so then you're really putting the pressure on Jimmy Garoppolo and you're asking Jimmy Garoppolo to beat you through the air. I just, I just don't really like that formula for San Francisco. I think it plays into the Bengals' hands. And if by somehow Garoppolo's balling and it turns into a shootout, I 
even then in that scenario, I simply like Joe Burrow and his weapons more than Jimmy Garoppolo and Garoppolo and his weapons, especially when he doesn't have the running game or that backfield that he normally has. So it's like it's in Cincinnati. The Niners' strength plays into the Bengals' strength on defense, and I just like Joe, Joey B in those weapons. Like you said, Jamar Chase been kind of quiet. He can pop off. I love what T. Higgins has been giving him. You still have Joe Mixon. So, like, to me, everything points to the Bengals right now. And once again, I'm surprised that they're actually dogs at home. I thought it'd be kind of flipped. So, like, I really love the home team getting points here. Yeah, same here. It feels like another weird one like last week. They're most daring you to take the 49ers. Um, I guess one good thing, if you are a uh, 49ers fan, uh, Jimmy G's had uh, six straight games of a 90 plus passer rating. So he's kind of been slinging the rock, I guess, semi decent. Obviously, he had a hell of a game against the Rams. But I mean, without the running backs, I don't know how much like they could just let the uh, dogs loose uh, for Cincinnati on that defensive line. Right. Just go at Jimmy. Um, I don't know if Jim Michael Hasty gets any respect. Uh, interesting. I mean, Nick Bosa, he has 12 sacks. No other 49ers player has three and a half or more than three and a half. So it's been a heavy Nick Bosa year, right? They're struggling to get production uh, out of anybody else. I believe D Ford's on that line. If he's even healthier exists anymore, they paid him a, a ton of money. Production's not there, but yeah, I'm with you. I just like uh, the ability for Joe Burrow to get those weapons on um, the 49ers. They've committed a ton of uh, defensive pass interference yards to 298 defensive pass interference yard and uh, 464 total defensive penalty yards entering week 14. Those are both most in the league. So, I mean, as I said, it's a it's a recipe for a success. If you're the Bengals, get your weapons out there, get them in space. Guys like Josh Norman, they just can't keep up in 2021. Uh, you're going to get some flags. Um, and yeah, I look for them to get back on track. I'm surprised as you that the line was uh, that they're dogs at home. It's uh, that is what you call the Vegas trap. Cincinnati's also the <laughs> yeah. first team since uh, 2014 to win four games by 19 plus points and lose multiple games by 19 plus points. So we keep like calling them Jekyll and Hyde. That is true. Uh, that is true Jekyll and Hyde football. But I really uh, I'm going to trust the Bengals. I've kind of I'm not buying any stock into the Bengals, but for one week. Uh, I'm going to root for the Bengals, and I think they get it back on track. Uh, I do expect a close game there, right? The 49ers, they have something to play for. They're not just going to show up and get their ass kicked. But um, I expect the Bengals to have enough as long as they don't turn the rock over like uh, maniacs. No, and I expect it to be close for sure, competitive. If the Niners steal this game, or I mean, they're technically favorites, so if they win, I'm not – not going to be shocked, right? Be shocked if they ran away with it, obviously. But there's a little more room for error for the 49ers just being in the NFC compared to the AFC because both playoff pictures are incredibly tight, but it seems the AFC's got like the records are slightly better and the teams are better as well. It seems like in the AFC. So there's if silver linings for the Niners, if they do lose, is there's a little more wiggle room in the NFC wild card spot than there is looks like for the AFC. Exactly. Yeah. If you're the six and seven 49ers, uh, yeah, you'll have the either the the six and seven Vikings or the five and eight Vikings chasing you. Right. You'll also have like the six and seven Eagles there says, yeah, it's perfect. There's a big pack of better records on the AFC side, better football teams, as you mentioned, on that uh, AFC side compared to the NFC. So I don't know. Let's go, Joe. As I said, let's get let's both Joe's. Let's get some Joe Mixon going (laughs) as uh, as well heading into uh, Sunday. Uh, Let's keep it moving. Another late afternoon special. Um, We got Tom Brady returning uh, back home, where obviously uh, the tale of two different Toms back home uh, facing the Buffalo Bills, seven and five. They're kind of a team that three, four, five weeks ago, we were saying, dude, they're the cream of the crop in the AFC, right? Like they're going to be the guys. The Chiefs suck. Uh, The Chiefs did. The Chiefs suck. The Patriots weren't on the radar. Uh, Baltimore was kind of getting by. And then how the tables have turned. We're sitting here week 14. They're seven and five. The Chiefs 
Chiefs are eight and four, Baltimore's eight and four, and uh, the Patriots are nine and four. So it's crazy how life uh, passes you fast. Obviously, Tom Brady and the Bucks, they're nine and three. Defense still kind of sucks. Um, and I mean, yeah, when you look at Bill's QB's age, 25 or younger, they're 0 and 8 against Tom Brady all time. Josh Allen has never beat Tom Brady. Uh, at all tom's obviously 32 and 3 against the bills obviously all in new england um i just expect tom to get it back on track we watched a uh, i think he'll have all day to kind of chill back there they're a different team um at, at home obviously the stat splits i think i covered them last week or two weeks ago but uh the the bucks they show up at home for some reason not really the defense but uh the offense tom brady's a different quarterback at home and i just don't think the uh the bills will have enough along the pass rush we talked about this before i just don't think the bills will be able to force tom's hand at all they're going to really have to get a uh, dicey and uh, attack with some, I don't know, six, seven-man rushes just go all out to kind of force his hand a little bit. And then obviously, you know, the Bucks' weapons, uh, even without Antonio Brown, still him doing his uh, his weird shit. They have a, uh, enough on offense to get it done. So, I mean, I like the Bucks. It was like three and a half. Uh, close spread, but I just don't think Buffalo, I think the, the, the slump is going to continue, but I kind of expect like some points. I expect points because obviously Tampa's defense is not great either. So I think Josh Allen will be able to get it back on track, but I just think this week uh, the Bills defense from uh, Monday night football, where it's 50, 60 mile an hour wins is uh, not going to be back there. I like Tom Brady and the Bucks to get it going again. Yeah, I lean towards Tom Brady and the Bucks here as well. It's in Tampa Bay. But I had a tough time with this decision. I feel like it's going to be close. It's only three and a half points. Uh, I would like to spread a lot more at three or two and a half. That little .5 makes a big difference because I can definitely see this being a field goal game. I just have a hard time picking the Bills on the road. This would be a huge win for Buffalo if they were able to come in here and upset the Bucks. They really need a big win right now, too, because they're kind of reeling. Um, like we said before the show and you stated – I just don't believe that the Bills can create enough pressure. Like, I don't think Tom Brady's really going to be hurried. I don't think he's going to be sacked, if at all. And I just think when you give Tom Brady enough time with those weapons, he's going to carve them up. I think he's going for, like, 304 touchdowns. Like, I think he's going to have a big game, which is kind of saying something because the Bills' uh, secondary is very good. They have a very good defense. I just don't know if they can – get enough pressure on Tom Brady. And it doesn't really matter how many points Josh Allen and the Bills score if you can't put pressure on Tom Brady because Tom Brady is going to be able to sling the rock all day. It's going to be a problem, especially in Tampa Bay. Uh, I do like the Bills to put up points, though, like you said. I think the passing office gets back on track. They're not going to have a run game. They barely have a run game now, and you're not going to have one against Tampa Bay. So it's going to be all Josh Allen through the air. And I think it'll be productive. I think they'll score points, but – I simply have to roll with the Bucks because I don't. I think the Bucks are just going to straight up outscore him. I don't think there'll be enough pressure on Tom Brady, and we've seen it a million times, right? You give Tom Brady all day, especially with those elite weapons that he has, he's going to carve you up. So as much as I would like the Bills to win, it'd be a huge win for him, and they really need it, especially for how close these wild card spots, like we keep saying, is. I just, I just don't see him getting it done. If they do, I'll be very impressed, but. It's going to be hard to slow down Tom Brady in that passing offense. I just don't think they'll get enough pressure on Tom. Uh, yeah, facts. I almost picked Buffalo, but I was like, that feels way too back to my old trend of just galaxy brain in the picks. And like, it just felt way too stupid. I mean, Tom Brady hasn't lost the game to Buffalo since week 17 of 2014 when New England already had the one seed locked up and Brady sat out the entire second half. So, I mean, he doesn't lose the Buffalo and I don't think it, uh, I don't think it changes here. You mentioned Buffalo's run game issues. Yeah. No, I mean the, uh, the front 
the front for uh, the Bucks defense is the strength and the Bills in general. I mean, they've only averaged 18 carries a game with their running backs, which is the third fewest in the league behind Jacksonville and the Giants. I mean, maybe get some Josh Allen design runs, maybe stress the uh, stress the uh, linebackers out a little bit on that front, get him out and moving. Obviously, he only had six on Monday Night Football, which is a little uh, confusing, but they should be able to eat against the secondary. I expect Stefan Diggs to get it going, but as we already said, I don't think they'll have enough offense in the end. I trust the uh, Bucks defense to maybe get a stop or something, force a turnover with the way uh, Josh Allen has been going uh, this year. So, yeah, I roll with the uh, Bucks. Weird spread. Yeah, three and a half was weird. I'd love it at a two and a half, as you mentioned. So, Ryan Suckup could just kick me a field goal yeah. and uh, give me a free cover. But um, obviously, we don't get that. So, we're trusting Tom to just float. I will, I will say this is very Buffalo-esque to be like a really good year followed up by like a mediocre year to only have it be like crushed by Mac Jones and the Patriots followed by Tom Brady. Exactly. Interesting. Josh Allen, first seven games, 17 touchdowns, three picks. His last five, nine touchdowns, seven picks. So it's been some uh, sloppy football, obviously two and three in the last five, which has caused this uh, spiral down. It's weird that we're now sitting here like, are the Buffalo Bills going to make the playoffs at once? It was, are they going to, are they coasting to the Super Bowl? Are they going to make the Super Bowl? Who are they playing in the Super Bowl? Now what's, are they even going to make wild card weekend? Uh, as I said, it's crazy how the, uh, how the league keeps it moving. So, I mean, Buffalo, but it wouldn't be, it'd be Buffalo S2 to come out and beat Tom Brady and the Bucks on the road in a game where uh, we're kind of counting them out. And I'd assume most people are uh, picking the Bucks, but um, yeah, yeah. I- I, I, honestly, if the Bills are going to be a real threat in the AFC, like we really thought they would be, they probably this is this is the exact kind of game they need to come out and win when everybody's doubting them. Exactly. Yeah, this is when you need a uh, Josh Allen step up, clean game, three touchdowns, no picks, get it rolling. But uh, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see uh, Sunday afternoon. Let's keep moving into Sunday night football. Probably the game nobody's picking uh, <laughs> the Chicago Bears. Nobody would dare pick the Chicago Bears. Uh, they're going on the road to face no practice, no Vax, Aaron Rodgers. Um, obviously, nine and three Packers. They're rolling cream of the crop in the NFC as they've proven in the Bears four and eight. They're looking at when are we firing Matt Nagy? Um, hopefully soon. If you're a Bears fan, I would imagine they've lost six of their last seven games. Their only win is against the one in ten Lions, uh, and that wasn't even like a good win. I don't even know if that was a win that Thanksgiving game. I don't even know if you celebrate that. Um, as we know in the past, Aaron Rodgers he owns Chicago, twenty-two and five versus the Bears. They've won five straight, so he's dominated them. Um, Chicago's defense sucks. Um, and yeah, I mean the Packers they've won ten straight regular season games at home. Just nothing says that the, uh, the Bears stand a shot. The only cool part is Justin Fields is playing, so I don't have to watch Andy Dalton uh, throw four more egregious picks for a, uh, another week. And, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say about this. It's 12 and a half. I guess the only thing is, will the Packers be able to cover 12 and a half? Um, I comfortably – not really comfortably. Actually, I could say, yeah, I swapped and comfortably rolled with Aaron Rodgers after just sitting there and being like, am I really going to trust this Bears team who's kind of quit on Matt Nagy with the defense? Uh, Justin Fields, young quarterback, going into Lambeau. Um, I just don't see them having the uh, recipe to do it. And Chicago, they need to win every remaining game to avoid a losing record. So, I mean, Matt Nagy, he's never there. He hasn't had a losing season since becoming head coach of the Bears. So, hey, maybe they go on a hot streak, right? Maybe we sit here. Maybe this is the 9-8, and eight, the start of the 9-8 and eight Bears season. But uh, let's be honest, it's probably not. Uh, I expect Aaron Rodgers to eat early and often with Devontae Adams. I believe Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, they're there. Uh, obviously, Marquez Vada, Scantling, Alan Lazard. I think the only guy missing 
is going to be a uh, Randall Cobb. Matt LaFleur said uh, Randall Cobb, he had a, a core injury against the Rams and he's going to be out for a while. So, I mean, how do we unpack this? Are the, are the Packers, are they going to cover? It's 12 and a half. I like the Packers by 14 to 17, to be honest, after I sat back and really uh, talked myself off the Bears. But what do you see here? Yeah, you kind of pretty much nailed it for me. Like this game, I, I don't give the Bears much of a chance to win at all, just to be honest. To me, this game comes down to like, will Green Bay cover 12 and a half is a lot of points. It's in Lambeau. I would lean Green Bay. But if you got the stones to do it, why not take the Bears? It's not the craziest thing to cover 12 and a half points. Uh, if they were to outright win, I would be incredibly impressed. I just don't see it happening. The Bears do have something to play for. They're technically still have a chance at a wild card spot and a winning season. It's just so far-fetched to me. When you watch this Bears team play football this year, they have not been very good. Whether it's Justin Fields or Andy Dalton, they have shown moments of looking like a good, cohesive football team, and then it moments of just looking abysmal. So, I don't know. It's hard to have any faith in this Bears team. I guess silver linings, you get to watch Justin Fields play. Maybe this maybe this will get us closer to Matt Nagy being gone. Or maybe they'll uh, somehow win and reel, reel off a few in a row and be a wild card team. I just don't see it happening. I, I expect the Packers to dominate, to roll. The Packers might be the best team in the league. Uh, they are right there. They have been that good. So it's just hard not to go all Packers here. Yeah, facts. It's um, yeah, it's all Packers. There's no really way to uh, spin it. The Bears are not winning. Like, they're just gonna say that. And I don't know. I would have picked Bears twelve and a half if they had like a pass rush. They don't have part of that deep. Like that whole defense sucks, right? Like Khalil Mack's done for the year. Their secondary sucks. Their pass rush sucks. So it's just like I couldn't. I couldn't. As much as I had it early in the day, as I woke up, I was like, I'm gonna roll Bears twelve and a half. A lot of points. Broke toe, Aaron Rodgers. And I was like, Yeah, he has the broke toe. But who on that Bears defense is getting after him? Uh, to really give them issues. And who on that defense can even remotely slow down Devontae Adams for a play? Uh, nobody. So, yeah, I expect Aaron Rodgers, as you said, they're probably uh, one of the best, if not the best, in the NFC right now. Uh, everything's going their way. And uh, I expect them to keep it going. I mean, there's just nothing on that Bears side that tells me um, that they can do it. Yeah, and, and the first matchup earlier in the year, it was a Packers win in Chicago, 24 to 14. So technically the Bears would have covered if it was the same spread. But the one thing that stood out is the Bears ran the ball really well. Herbert had five yards of carry, Justin Fields 7.2 yards of carry. So Green Bay really, in theory, only has to like slow down that run game a little bit. And like the, you pretty much got it locked. I mean, they still lost by 10 points. You know, he still only had 174 yards through a pick. So it's like good luck Chicago I don't I don't really know if you're if you're rooting for the Bears like it's it's hard it's hard to see how they get it done yeah tough day at the office and yeah I just don't see Justin Fields no offense I like Justin Fields and the tools he has but I don't see him going with this current team in the Lambeau field and uh, causing any issues I'd expect two interceptions some sloppy play they will try to run it they try to bleed the clock and try to yeah keep Aaron Rodgers off the field that's probably their best shot at doing anything probably covering because they're not winning even if they do do that they're still not winning so uh that's probably their best shot I guess Matt Nagy's probably tune in man run the football <laughs> screw us out of a pick <laughs> that and well not to mention Green Bay's defense has gotten healthier since then so I don't know <laughs> all things point Green Bay exactly yeah it's Green Bay all the way 14 to 17 lock it in and uh, just keep it moving. Um, yeah, and we'll keep it moving. Monday Night Football, we got probably the rematch that most people were looking for when uh, the Cardinals rolled in to uh, – what am I going to say? Oh, into L.A., my bad. 
brain fart into LA and absolutely steamrolled the uh, Rams at a time where the Rams were, uh, they were hot. They beat the Bucks, and uh, everybody thought, shit, the Rams are, they're the cream of the crop. And then the Cardinals came around and said, no, we're actually the cream of the crop. Uh, they sit atop the NFC 10 and two uh, Los Angeles. They've sputtered a little bit, but they're still eight and four in that wild card hunt technically still in the division hunt. Obviously Matt Stafford hasn't really been great as of late. Do I count last week? No, it's the Jags. I could have probably played quarterback and had a decent day against the uh, Jags. When you look at Matt Stafford, his career, he's five and 62 in his career uh, against teams that have won 10 plus games and he's lost 15 straight. Um, I don't know if that has any correlation to what's going to happen on Monday night football. But um, I don't know. I just like I like Kyler Murray and the Cardinals. It was like two points. I rolled with them. It's tough to really think you're going to sweep a division opponent. But um, they kind of checked all the boxes. He didn't have a great game against the Bears, but he did enough. And they uh, they won. And it seems like he's healthy. He has that full mobility. I saw him moving around uh, outdoors in Chicago. Obviously, they'll be indoors uh, in Arizona, clean field. Um, and I just like, I don't know. I don't like where the Rams are trending. If the Rams can get after Kyler and maybe force a bad throw or get some hits on them, you would hope when you have a defense with Von Miller and Aaron Donald, that you can get some pressures and some hits on the quarterback. But, um, I, I like the, uh, I like the Cardinals to have their, uh, day. I like where they're trending. I like Kyle, Mur- Kyler Murray, uh, over Matt Stafford up until this point, I just trust Kyler. It's weird to say that even though Kyler has been like Jekyll and Hyde to some point. And Matt Stafford, um, he's just kind of – he's cooled. And I don't think they're going to have the uh, the remedy to slow down Kyler, right? You're going to want to run the football and keep Kyler Murray on the sidelines. And to this point, we have seen the Rams don't really run the football that well, if at all. So, I mean, what do you see in this uh, rematch, NFC West rematch, that really can make things super interesting if the uh, Rams do go into Arizona and uh, win on Monday night? Yeah, so it's kind of funny how things have flipped for me now that we're here. I'm I'm all Arizona in this game, but just heading into their first matchup in LA, I was really high on the Rams still. I thought the Rams were I thought it was the Rams and the Bucks and the NFC as the two best teams. And now you yeah, they played well last week finally against Jacksonville, but the games before that didn't look good against the Packers, got their ass kicked against the Niners, against the Titans. They beat a Texans team, barely beat the Lions, Giants, Seahawks. Their only really good win of the year to me is the Bucks. And then they had a they had a good win against the Colts as well. The other wins were kind of against subpar teams, and then they've kind of gotten their ass kicked against good teams. So it's like because that Green Bay Los Angeles score 28-36, that's deceiving. That game wasn't as close as it was. Arizona beat them by 17 the first matchup. So outside of like really the Bucks and the Colts, I don't think the Rams have looked as good as they should have. There's so much talent on this roster. And I really believed in this team at the start. They weren't, they were kind of playing cupcakes, but I like the Matt Stafford edition. The offense was rolling. They were running the ball well. Now they're not really running the ball at all. Daryl Henderson got downgraded again today. So we'll see if he even suits up on Sunday. It's hard for me to, as weird as it is, because this Rams team has all the talent in the world, it's hard for me to pick them. I don't really see how they get it done. I think there is a gap in the NFC on the elite teams. I really do view Arizona, Tampa Bay, then Green Bay. And then there's a space between Dallas and the Rams at this point to me. And I just don't really see how the Rams go to Arizona and get it done. I love that the spread is only two points. I really like the Cardinals by like a touchdown here. Really. They've just been so dominant this year, defensively, offensively. They didn't have Kyler for a while. They still kept it rolling. They're 10 and two Kyler's back. Hopkins is back. The defense is still playing well. It's just, I, it's hard for me to see the Rams 
slow down the Cardinals. And I don't think the Rams are going to be able to put up enough points either. So like, I think the Rams could be in for another long day. Yeah. I think Kyler's going to, he's going to have some fun. Kyler. I mean, he leads the NFL in passer rate right now, 112.2. He's been, everything is advertised. The only thing that sucked was he missed the three games with the uh, high ankle sprain suffered against the Packers. But as you mentioned, the Cardinals found a way to go two and one and uh, keep it rolling, right? Keep that one seed in the NFC. I just don't like, uh, yeah, I don't like where the Rams are trending. I'm out on Matt Stafford. It's kind of weird, but I've just seen too much bad stuff. And this is kind of a predicament where he wanted, right? He wanted out of Detroit. He wanted in the bright lights of LA. And uh, when shit has gotten tough over the past couple of weeks, he's kind of folded uh, immensely their offensive schemes kind of folded as I've continued to mention uh, at the early when they had Jared Goff they were a run heavy team which sets up their play action plays um, they don't really run the ball that well as you mentioned probably no Daryl Henderson obviously Cam Akers has been out the entire season maybe a Sony Michelle a week if they can get lucky but I just like uh, I, I like uh, Arizona's pass rush as well with Marcus Golden and Chandler Jones they both have uh, they're one of two duos in the league with uh, each guy having eight plus sacks this season the other one is Carolina with uh, Brian Burns and Hassan Reddick so I think they'll have a field day they'll have a good day against that uh, marginal at best O-line for the uh, Rams pretty bad O-line play out there in LA and it's a weird they're another team that's like a weird uh, a weird turn they beat the Bucks, and we were like shit here's the team right there yep. right they're like the bills of the NFC we we're like here's the team dude Matt Stafford's got it this and that. And now we, you hear all the reports of the finger injury, the thumb injury, the back injury, whatever other injuries. Um, it's just, yeah, the team has a, they, they just haven't been good when they've needed to be good. And Aaron Donald does not have two plus sacks in a game this season. And he was at a one plus game like that in each of his past six years. So he hasn't really been getting to the uh, quarterback like he has as well. So, I mean, I don't know if there's ever a game that you're going to, uh, that you're going to show us that you're still in this thing and you're still one of the premier teams in the NFC. Now would be the point, right? Your primetime Monday night football against your division rival, who's seemingly running away with the division and closing in on the one seeds. I mean, Hey, Matt Stafford, this is a, this is the moment you wanted, right? This is the moment Detroit was holding you back from. So, I mean, uh, it, it's go time now, but I like everything Arizona. They're getting healthier, even losing JJ Watt for the year. They still got the good pass rush. Kyler's back. Um, as you mentioned, Hopkins is back. I like everything uh, for Arizona, plus they're at home. So I'm a, I'm on the Arizona train as well. Yeah, and I'm glad you said, like, the Rams are just going in the wrong direction. You described it really well, but it's funny. You, you make a good point because it's like the, the Rams and the Bills were supposed to be teams that we could have saw. We could see that as a potential Super Bowl matchup earlier in the year. They're supposed to be those kind of teams. They could win their conferences. And here we are saying that they both need big wins this weekend to show that they're actual contenders because they both been falling so hard. But on the other side, I just want to praise the Cardinals a little bit more. They've been so good. I feel like they're not talked about enough right now, especially in the national media and the local media, obviously outside of Arizona. But, like, they're the first team in the league to 10 wins. They're, they're clearly the one seed. I would really take Arizona against pretty much any AFC team right now. Uh, I would be hesitant to pick them against the Bucks and Tom freaking Brady. But other than that, I would take the Cardinals pretty confidently in any, any game. I would even like, even against the Bucks, it'd be interesting and fun, right? It's just hard to pick against Tom Brady. He's shown you so many times, but I just think the Cardinals are not getting enough respect or not talked about enough. Uh, we're not quite there yet, right? There's another month. Let's not jump the gun. Let's see how things go. But as of right now, 
today. They're 10 and two for a reason. They've been the best team in the league, really. And I would take them over every AFC team as of right now. It's just to me, them, the Bucks and the Packers. Right. So I just want to give a little more praise to the Cardinals because I feel like they're getting a little uh, under talked about. They're not getting enough respect to me. Yeah. Uh, shout outs to the Cardinals. I think it was just tough to talk about them for that month stretch with no Kyler because it was like we didn't know how Kyler was going to come back. Right. So it's like now that Kyler's kind of back, I think you'll start hearing uh, them talked about more, especially if they went on Monday Night Football. Yeah. And, uh, sweep the Rams this year. They'll kind of be yeah, they'll be talked about more. I just think it's tough. I mean, they had Colt McCoy play quarterback for them for a, a month and then plus a bye week. Weird team. I don't know. Yeah, I like them matching up against any team uh, right now. As you mentioned, yeah, the Packers, the Bucks. I would probably say the only AFC team, AFC team I would trust against them is New England and Bill Belichick and Steve Belichick is because That's fair. those guys are defensive geniuses and uh, Mac Jones is pretty damn smart. But yeah, I mean, they're in great positions. I mean, this is another one at home. Keep it rolling, get to 11 and two and uh, sweep the Rams and get them out of that. Just, just get them out of the division race for good. Let them know uh, it's our division. As long as Kyler Murray plays quarterback in Arizona, which uh, seems it's going to be a long time. Um, that's really everything on the slate. Any other games that really intrigue you? I mean, we got Washington and Dallas, obviously Washington surging. Um, I continue to mention they've gotten better as they lose defenders. Montez sweat was set to come back this week against Dallas. He got a COVID list unvaccinated. So he's out like the next week and a half. And, uh, it's interesting Dallas. They, uh, eight and four going on the road. Tony Pollard tore his, uh, it was like plantar fasciitis. He tore that completely on a, uh, I believe it was a run against the saints. So, and obviously Zeke's banged up as well. Um, I went Cowboys minus four and a half. I just think they have so much talent. I think Dak will get it back on track. And uh, Amari Cooper, another week, uh, he's getting through COVID, still kind of getting his cardio, but CD Lamb's there. I think they'll have enough. And it's just, um, I think that Washington's been kind of fortunate. As much as I like Washington, they've been fortunate to face some teams with some beat up weapons. So they've just found ways to get it done. And Dallas is going to come in with some uh, wide receivers to really uh, stress that secondary and pass rush a little bit. Yeah, that's an interesting matchup. I kind of, I pretty much agree with everything you said. I think Dallas, even though they're beat up, will have enough to get it done. The four and a half is not too crazy. And then the other one, I mean, it's two divisional round, two divisional matchups that we've seen, which I think Ravens Browns. I really like the Ravens plus three here as dogs. It's going to be a close classic AFC North game and come down to like one possession. So I'll take the team that I feel is better on the road, giving points. Then the other one is Raiders Chiefs, the nine and a half. I thought about it for a second, but no Chiefs have become a defensive football team. They hung last time. They actually looked like the old Chiefs was against the Raiders. So I expect the Chiefs to roll and get it done. Yeah, exactly. I guess the only thing for the uh, Raiders side is, I don't know, maybe Darren Waller plays and you kind of yeah, you get something. But yeah, I went with the Chiefs as uh, well. And then, yeah, I mean, you hit it on the head, Baltimore, Cleveland, as I said at the uh, opening of this whole thing, it's a smash your head in the wall type of game. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it was a no brainer for me. It felt like it felt trappy, I guess. I don't know. Weird to see Baltimore better team, uh, even though they're on the road. Three point dogs. Um, I hit the plus three without even thinking uh, about it i didn't even think it was a question but uh yeah i like baltimore as well i guess we can shift in this perfect time to uh shift into our spread picks for week 14 there we go up on the big board uh, obviously the records are up above we're both tied at 86 and 94 uh and then john is literally the flip uh, 94 and 86 uh, with obviously the one push was that stupid ass packers game like seven weeks ago but um, yeah, any picks you love, I kind of went through and reassessed mine throughout the day when I got home uh, this afternoon. 
But um, yeah, pretty, pretty standard stuff. I don't know if there's one that I love. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, there's nothing. Maybe Ravens plus three. That's the one that I love the most. They're the better team. Uh, give me Lamar over Baker any day. And uh, yeah, I like that. There, There's a couple that I would like, like value-wise to bet on, like the Ravens plus three, the Bengals plus two. Those guys could easily lose. They're close games right there. Uh, the Bengals at home getting points. Those are both games we talked about. I like those spots. Same with the Cardinals minus two. Divisional game, I feel like that's not enough points. So I like all three of those value-wise, but like my absolute favorite is Texans plus eight and a half. I feel like I'm missing something. Yes, Seattle finally won a game, but I, they're still not a great, good football team. So the fact that they can go on the road to Houston and be favored by eight and a half points seems crazy to me. But I mean, it's the Houston Texans, right? So I don't know. But that that one really stood out to me. It just seems it seems a little ridiculous. Plus eight and a half. Yeah, I was early day on the uh, Texans. I switched back. I don't know the Texans. It's Thursday afternoon and they still don't have a starting quarterback name for the week. Uh, they have a shitty home field. They, I don't even know if it'll be a home field advantage. Some kind of, yeah, I'm trusting Russell Wilson one final time against whoever plays football for the uh, Texans, to be honest. And honestly, the, the one, I don't even, it's a, it's a big high point one, but I love Chargers minus 10. No Daniel Jones, no Mike Lennon. It's going to be Jake Fromm starting his first game, most likely uh, since he was the quarterback at Georgia. So I expect the Chargers at home to uh, absolutely eat up Jake from and just, yeah, I mean, the Giants don't run the ball, right? They run the ball, uh, bottom three uh, touches with running backs. And um, yeah, if you're going to win with him, you're going to have to run the ball at some point. If you're going to cover, you're going to have to run the ball because you don't want Jake from back there throwing 30 times a game. So no. yeah, I confidently uh, took the chargers. I saw John went giants plus 10. I don't know what he is uh, saying in there, but shit, he's, he's in the lead. So maybe he sees something. Maybe we should have uh, went giants plus 10, but ain't no shot that I'm uh, that I was doing that this week. No, the, the giants are out of the picture and the damn Jags are out of the picture. I, I thought about the Jags for a short second, but I can't bet on an urban Meyer team. No way. Exactly. I mentioned two weeks ago was the last time I was ever taking the Jags. So there will be no more Jags uh, selections out of me. Didn't even think about it. Titans eight and a half. I don't care who's playing football for them. <laughs> Urban Meyer sucks. Um, and yeah, I mean, the Titans at eight and four, it's they suck too right now with no Derrick Henry, but they still have, they're still in the playoff picture and have something to play for uh, at home against Jacksonville. So yeah, was a, was a no brainer pick for me. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's going to do it for uh, today's show. Want to thank everybody for listening. Please like, subscribe, and comment if you have any suggestions. Um, as always, the Spotify link will be posted in the description of the video. So if you're an audio-only person, you go ahead and follow us over there as the uh, uploads. Uh, they upload simultaneously on YouTube and Spotify. And uh, yeah, thanks for uh, tuning in. And we'll be back next Tuesday to uh, unpack week 14.